Well, the champion barbecue is upon us, and the boys are back together. I am Parker Thune. Tyler McComas is on vacation this week, but I am joined on this fine Friday afternoon by the man known across Sooner Nation as Grill Boy, Travis Davidson himself. Man, we haven't shared the airwaves probably since football season, right? That's got to be probably true, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while I do a little crossover with you, but no, this is, uh, we definitely haven't done four hours together in a long time, at least on radio. We've done 17 hours together in a car, <laughs> but um, yes, uh, this four hours, looking forward to it. Gosh, that was a whole year ago, wasn't it? That Vegas trip. Yeah, because we we made Omaha, we clinched Omaha yep. that day, because on the way back, that's when we were making those plans and I think that's I think that's what gave us the juice to make that drive the whole way is knowing that you know what we were going to be in Omaha we were coming fresh off of another you know women's college world series title all go- all good vibes cuz as as I recall we were somewhere in Arizona or Nevada I can't remember which but we were somewhere on the road when the Sooners got that final out against Virginia Tech to clinch the win in the Super Regionals yep. still Nevada I believe Omaha. Yep. Yeah, and obviously that was a memorable day for more for more than one reason. We ended up rolling into the Oklahoma City area around 8.30 the following morning after pulling an all-nighter. Yeah, yep, yep. Everybody. That is, <laughs> I think that is to this day the only time I have legitimately pulled an all-nighter without going to bed or at least trying to. Hey, we had to get back. We had to get back to Sooner Nation, report what we'd seen. Back. And we did report what we had seen. And it was an eventful, fruitful weekend out in Vegas. That's long in the past, though. What is in the future, in an immediate sense, is, of course, the Champion Barbecue. And for those of you tuning in to hear all of the recruiting juice, we're going to talk a lot of OU football recruiting today. The hope is that we will be joined by several of the Sooners' official visitors this weekend. Uh the majority of whom are already committed to the University of Oklahoma. So you have Zion Kearney, K.J. Daniels, Isaiah Autry, and Jaden Hardy all coming up for their OVs, in addition to Jeremiah Newcomb. Uh, Zion Kearney has said he is going to stop by. So, sweet. assuming the schedule holds, we're going to have at least one OU football commit in the class of 2024 here in studio with us later in the program. So... Obviously, official visit weekend, there's a lot going on. Not saying those plans can't or won't change, but that is one thing to look forward to later in the program. We are with you for the next four hours, which is a long time. We can do it. I mean, we've done eight, nine-hour Twitter spaces before. Granted, that was in the immediate aftermath of Muleshoe's departure, so it more consisted of giving fans a platform to commiserate with one another than actually offering insightful analysis. But that's what we're going to make every effort to do with you here on the Ref Sports Radio Network over the course of the next four hours. From the 708 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, a listener chimes in and says, When is KREF offering Travis full-time? The people, the people want more Grill Boy and Battery Boy. <laughs> Who is Battery Boy? Uh, it's, probably, that, it's probably you. I'm, because... like, I, it, I feel like it has to be me, but we're... Probably the Texas Tech uh, accusations of a, battle, uh, a battery okay, whizzing by sense. your head. For a minute, I was like, "Battery? Where does that? Where well, is that coming?" I from? I mean, if we ever have a show together, like I said, it's uh, 
Grillboy and Thune. It's Chat GBT. We've uh, we've already storyboarded all that. So yeah, yeah you know what? I'm <laughs> I'm happy with whatever role K Ref wants it. me doing. Chat GBT. That's an elite moniker. <laughs> From the 806 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Someone called this morning to say they heard Peyton Bowen's unhappy and Eli bailed on this weekend. Comments? Well, <laughs> I'm sure Eli Bowen did bail on this weekend because he's already taken his official visit to the University of Oklahoma. So if he was planning on coming into town this weekend, first off, I don't know why he would be because right. he was just up here last weekend. Last weekend for the on OV. his OV, yeah. Secondly, I, what suggests that Peyton Bowen would be unhappy about his situation at the University of Oklahoma, other than one blowhard that works for Inside Texas, which literally employs Ian Boyd, folks. Yeah. That's how serious that entity is. Other than one blowhard from Inside Texas saying that he's heard Peyton Bowen's unhappy and the Bowen family is at odds with OU. What evidence is there to suggest that there is any validity to that? Yeah, I'm confused on the um, someone called, uh, like someone called the station. Somebody called, you know, they they hit up the, the the jackpot line. They hit up, they were on the text line. They called Ian Boyd. They called, you know, Jeff. Maybe Ketchum. it was Ian. Called, that, that that wouldn't shock me if Ian Boyd and or Jeff Ketchum called in just to raise hell well, and incite panic. Yeah, they, well, and that's that's what's that's what's so funny is like. I'll never understand the, well, Eli Bowen bailed on this weekend. He was just here. I'm not even sure he's unpacked. <laughs> I can promise you that if Oklahoma, like if there's one, if there's one kid that is not going to go to Oklahoma because someone in his family is unhappy with the university, it's not Eli Bowen. Peyton Bowen's very much in his element at OU. There is no reason to suspect that there is any chasm there between Peyton and the other personnel at Oklahoma. And Eli is and always has been a safe bet to end up in Oklahoma's class. I mean, we were having the conversation throughout most of the calendar year in 2022, Travis, that Peyton was going to be a tougher pull for Oklahoma than Eli. Right. That's why you put a crystal ball in for Eli before you put one in for Peyton, which incited all kinds of fun. The aggregators on Twitter uh, always uh, always bring those crystal balls to light for better or for worse sometimes. And typically it's for worse. Yes. It's for worse a lot more than it's for better, but that's neither here nor there. Ah, from the 580. Here we go. Someone called into the T-Row show and said they were told someone saw it on a message board or something. First off, there are a <laughs> lot of degrees of separation there. They were told somebody saw it on a message board or something. So we're looking at at least three degrees of separation to the actual information. Secondly, anything can be said on a message board by anyone without a shred of credible evidence. You know, somebody brought it. Somebody actually brought this conversation up because the podcast that Inside Texas did made the rounds over the weekend. And earlier this week, somebody posted it on the message board over at OUinsider.com. It was like, hey, is there any truth to this? Is there any reason to think that this is real? And my response, Travis, was, yeah, and also I've heard Quinn Ewers is transferring to Tarleton State because he's displeased with the hunting and fishing scene in Austin. Oh, you saw that too? Saw what now? That he's transferring to Tarleton State? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure he can win the job there. (laughs) So, again, 
Message boards are for speculation. They're for a lot of things, but you see a lot of speculation on message boards. You see a lot of, my uncle's friend told me this, or a a lot of things get thrown against the wall on a message board, and in some cases, they're credible. A lot of times, where did the Jordy Ball buzz originate? That, hey, Jordy Ball's going to transfer from the University of Oklahoma. To that be originated fair, on a message board. To be fair, it ended up being true. So. And it did. And that's that's my point. Mm-hmm. Right? S- sometimes you get folks that hang out on that corner of the internet, and they have information some way, somehow, that is miles ahead of the journalists. Now, that happens infrequently enough to the point that what you will get far more of on a message board is... Well, my wife knows a booster who's got a brother who I guess told somebody that Texas is getting Eli Bowen because Peyton isn't happy at OU. Right. I, and there's no there's no way to filter that. I got a uh, screenshot sent to me May 16th, so not that long ago, just a month ago, Parker, from a Texas message board that said that Eli Bowen would not visit OU and that the Sooners are not in the picture for Eli Bowen. Well, that has been proven to be false. So even a month ago, they were still peddling this and people are still moving it over into our into our airwaves, not even just our message boards, our airwaves. It's, uh, it, it's almost like it, instead of locked in, it's like, this is message board geniuses. We're just going to pick the craziest things we find from this message boards, and we're going to talk about it. OU Architect says, Bowen is upset because Coach V said Jada had better ball skills. That makes me wonder, how many times you think Toby Rowland is going to inadvertently confuse Billy Bowman's name with Peyton Bowen's? Now, Toby is one of the best in the business, but those two play the exact same position. They're very similar in stature. Their last names are almost identical. If Toby can get through the entire season without saying Billy Bowen or Peyton Bowman, yeah, well, I'll buy we, that man breakfast. Well, and we uh, we were in on Johnny Bowen's there for a minute, and I just thought, man, there's just no way. I bet I bet Toby's the one that's like, hey, we can't take him, and that's why he didn't end up at OU. He's like, look, we can't do it. I can't have that many similar names on the same defense. We just can't do it. Johnny Bowen's ended up at Oregon, didn't he? Correct. Isn't that where he committed? Yes. Yeah. He and Zadavian Sims will have fun together. They're going to have a blast. <laughs> Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line available to you throughout the show, 405-651-3439. Let's hit an opening break here, and when we come back, let's start to dive into this visitor list. As we mentioned, hoping to be joined by several of the visitors later on in the program as they start to get to town to begin their official visits. We'll see whether it actually comes to fruition or not. Must acknowledge there's a lot that is very fluid with these kids' schedules on the day that they start their official. So we're hoping to have Zion Kearney, hoping to have a couple other commits later on in the show. But until then, we'll talk about what the weekend could bring. We'll field your texts. A lot of Sooner recruiting talk coming your way all the way until 6 p.m. tonight on KREF, the home of Sooner fans. It is locked in. Here on the Ref Sports Radio Network, the home of Sooner fans. Parker Thune and Travis Davidson with you on a Friday. Talking Sooner football, Sooner recruiting. Champ you barbecue. 
I tell you what, Travis, Lee Davis, the Sooners director of on-campus recruiting, posted a video this morning of some of the meat that's being smoked for the Champion Barbecue. Let's just say it's a little higher quality than Mule Shoes Brisket. Yeah, Mule Who? Yeah, yeah, that looked incredible. I'll tell you what, just hearing the smoker, you know, open up in that hinged creek just a little bit, and, uh, you know, you know, it's not that brand new. That thing's cooked a lot of meat over the years. Um, you know, the sizzle. Oh, man, I could, I could nearly smell the video. And, of course, doing it right there on the field. Uh, the schedule, of course, for Champ U Barbecue, for those of you that are kind of unfamiliar. Uh, as visitors kind of come in today, they kind of arrive in town. Obviously, a couple were in town on unofficials uh, throughout the week. But... You've got them all arriving on Friday at different times, so everybody gets to the stadium tonight. I believe they're eating right around 8 o'clock, from what I've been told. Uh, so they'll eat on the field. Uh, I'm glad that the weather uh, is looking like it's going to be much different than it was yesterday. Um, so going to be eating there, and then tomorrow is when they'll do really all of their their, their big dinner, their typical Saturday night champion um, barbecue um, out at the hangar. So uh, going to be a great time uh, if we know anything about this staff um, Lee Davis included in that, they really go, they pull out all the stops, Parker. I mean, they they bring in just, they, they think way deeper about it than just, hey, we're just going to take some photos of you, uh, make you look really cool for your Instagram, and then we're going to send you on their way. They really try and put a personal touch on all of it. I know that they decorated around 70 hotel rooms for this weekend with all of the photos and all the materials and all their favorite snacks and letters from the coaches and sign this, that, and the other. 70 hotel rooms, Parker. That is absurd. I mean, that's about what it takes when you got 28 official visitors coming in. Well, I don't know if every single one of those visitors is official, but Brent Venables did say at the schedule reveal show at Rudy's on Wednesday night, uh, we got 28 visitors coming 28 in monsters i believe is 28 uh, monsters and when a, you factor in their families everybody that's making the trip with them yeah got a lot of preparation that goes into a weekend like this are you surprised at all that mule shoe didn't try to steal the champion barbecue concept when he went out to usc because are is that, it legal to barbecue in california <laughs> can, i didn't even think about that can you smoke tofu or avocado, or whatever they're doing out there. Uh, I mean, it, I don't know how uh, stringent the burn ban policies are. I literally, I mean, I, 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 I don't think you could maybe even do an event uh, like that. Maybe they have somebody making some some table side Caesar salads or something like that. Those Speed are always D nice. Brunch. Is yes. That what, the, that, that what you think their big official visit weekend consists of? Speed D brunch. So, yeah, something like that. But you know, bottomless just orange juice, perhaps. But avocado toast. Got to be kale involved. They're all having kale smoothies. And in order to gain admission to the brunch, you have to step on a scale. And you're if you're an ounce over 295, you get nothing but coffee. Let alone 390. Let's talk about, uh, you know, we've <laughs> the beefiest. You want to talk about the opposite of a Speed D football player. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure I'm sure Grinch would have passed out had he seen the scale go that high. But yeah, the Champ U, you know, it's it's been a thing here for a while and what's what's interesting is, you know, it last week was really Parker a big recruiting weekend, right? Seven offensive linemen in for for OVs. You've obviously got Kobe Black and Marcellus Williams. 
Um, you've got Braden Platt. You know, you've got some big big time guys. Williams Winery, chief among them, obviously. So you have a massive OV weekend, right? And then you turn around and Champ U is the biggest and the baddest of the recruiting weekends. You've still got party in the palace coming up yeah. in July. So it's like they're really kind of, of of identifying these three times as the times like, all right, this is when we're going to pull out all the stops. And you get guys in back-to-back weekends, as you mentioned. So I, there wasn't technically a moniker applied to last weekend's official visit circuit, but it was basically everybody that couldn't make it in for the champion barbecue because of a pre-existing commitment somewhere else, uh, regardless of whether that was for a visit or family vacation, whatever the case may be, most of those guys ended up taking their official visit to Oklahoma on June 9th. There are a few that are going to take official visits with Oklahoma June 19th through the 21st. So that is immediately on the other side of the Champion Barbecue. I believe you're looking at four or five total. So it'll just be a select few. And then obviously official visits will be done for the summer. I don't believe that prospects can take their official visit at the party at the Palace at the end of July, because that's what Casey Poe was going to do. Right. And then compliance got involved. And I I don't pretend to understand compliance. I don't pretend to be an expert on all of the compliance regulations. I just know when I was getting my master's degree in athletics administration, I took a compliance course. The compliance handbook, Travis, is absolutely enormous. The amount of rules and regulations that these coaches and staffers and support personnel have to have committed to memory in order to avoid running afoul of any of the NCAA's regulations, it's astonishing. Yeah, I mean, they apparently have to make sure you don't take too much pasta. So, yeah, I mean, that's a uh, – it's a big thing. Now – Sometimes, uh, I think OU has a reputation of being on the extra, extra, extra safe side of some of those, um, which, you know, you want to win the right way, you got to do those things. I totally get it. But, yeah, it's it's interesting because I guess it's not an issue now, but I believe wasn't, wasn't Wesco looking to have an OV at the party in the palace as well? Which now, obviously, it's not happening as he's committed to Clemson, but I believe he was kind of targeting that area as well. <laughs> so the guy that promised Air Jordans to me and Tyler if Sammy Brown doesn't sign with Clemson or Georgia hit the text line to say, the compliance handbook in the SEC isn't even a third of the size as the one at LU. Yeah, it's, I think it's written on the back of a bar napkin. It just means more. That's maybe what I'm looking forward to the most. July 1st, 2024, you're playing by the SEC's rules. And the SEC's rules don't necessarily align with the NCAA's rules. Well, and Teddy and I talked about this, you know, ad nauseum, but, you know, the NCAA rules, when Bear Alexander's dad can be on the sidelines of a USC spring game the same day that Bear Alexander announces on Twitter that he's going to be in the portal, when an A&M coach can have video out on Twitter of him telling a bunch of visitors, you know, hey, you see all those suites up there? Those are the, all the people that are going to give you a bunch of money if you come here. Like, when those type of just – Got him dead to rights, smoking gun. When when that kind of stuff, caught red-handed violations, just go completely, just just unpunished, unmentioned. It seems. Then I, I get the frustration of some Oklahoma fans that are like, really, 
we can't, you know, we can't have a visitor here. We can't, and obviously official visits are a little bit more than, you know, you know, a, a tweet or something like that. A lot more goes into it. But at the same time, it's like, I think some OE fans are looking around the country and going, the NCAA is a rudderless ship. It doesn't have any teeth. What, what, what are we scared about? What are we scared of these people for? That's a great question at this point. I, I, the sooner the NCAA's rules officially do not matter, and I'm not sure what it takes for that to happen, but like the sooner the NCAA is completely powerless are we to convi- things. Are we convinced that that's not already happened? I, I, not entirely. It has not entirely happened. But the NCAA has essentially boxed itself out when it comes to enforcement of a good portion of the handbook that they distribute to every single university and all of its athletic personnel. So there are some things they can enforce. There are some things they can't. And the advent of NIL legislation and as quickly as that was rushed to completion, yeah, it's a... If you are in the NCAA corporate offices in whatever, Indianapolis, I think, is where they're located. We're going to get the Indy Sooner on it. We're going to get JP to show up to the NCAA offices and say, hey, look, guys, we we, got to do something here. I think you could literally put one guy. Like, the enforcement is the big question, right? Because it's you need the manpower, right? You need to be able to, you know, really launch these investigations, and that takes money, and that takes this and the other. You could put one guy – you could rent one cubicle and put one guy with a Wi-Fi connection and a Twitter account and just have him scroll, and he's going to catch like six or seven schools. Like, that's all you would need, and just have him call them. From a listener in the 918, number one rule in SEC football rule book is, number one, there are no rules. Yeah, there you go. First, like outback. first rule of compliance in the SEC is that you don't talk about compliance. <laughs> no rules, just right. Uh, from another listener here on the text line, uh, one of, uh, uh, one of our listeners, I, gosh, I, oh, here you go. Mark in Newcastle. I just checked with baby Thune here in the neighborhood and he assured me that there is no smoke behind Eli Bowen being unhappy with OU. So there you go. Official word from baby Thune, who, for those of you who weren't listening yesterday is apparently a kid in Mark in Newcastle's neighborhood that knows all there is to know about OU football recruiting. Oh, well, that's convenient. Yeah. I'm honored, honestly. I've never had a namesake before. Now I do. That's pretty cool. Another listener wanted to know who you got in the Baptist battle today between TCU and Oral Roberts up in Omaha. TCU leads that game one to nothing in the fifth inning. Listen, I as I tweeted earlier in the week, we are all oral people for the next two weeks, Travis. Hey, me being a nine one eight guy, I really have no choice. Especially like South Tulsa grew up like a lot of friends that went to ORU, had a business partner that went to ORU. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not much of a question for me. But how about the how about TCU, man? Make the turn, make make the NCAA tournament, play in the national championship, and now make Omaha. Tell you what, TCU, man, they're uh, they're cooking a little bit right so now. So apparently, TCU has also like, and I don't know if this is an official word that the powers that be at that university have given or whether it's just kind of like an informal understanding, they don't want to be referred to as Texas Christian University anymore. Like, it's just TCU. Well, they are, are they do, – do they not know what TCU is? Like, are they just <laughs> – I guess, I guess the university isn't as Christian as it once 
was. So now you won't hear anyone associated with that university refer to it as Texas Christian University. They'll just refer to it as TCU. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. I, it, it is very silly. But, like, for instance, you type Texas Christian University into maps on your phone. What will come up as a location is TCU. It will not display as Texas Christian University. It will display as TCU. Now you can do that with OU, and it'll route you to the University of Oklahoma. I had that's the name of the school. Yeah, correct. I had to go to the University of Central Missouri last week. The Chippewas. <laughs> no, that's Central Michigan. What did you say? Central Missouri. Oh, Missouri. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, and so that'll come up on your maps as the University of Central Missouri rather than UCM. But TCU will show up on your maps as TCU. So I don't, I don't know why or how TCU feels the need to dissociate from its actual name. Do you but, do you think perhaps they see it from a PR perspective and that maybe, um, maybe in recruiting efforts or you know in I, I, in fundraising efforts, um, something like that? I don't know that they thought maybe going with a more secular type of uh, approach was better or that's just it. Could, it doesn't matter, I guess, what the what what the abbreviation is. I mean, I'm looking on a screen right now that says Oral Roberts, not ORU. <laughs> it literally spells out, like they got to squish the text. Oral to fit it Roberts in there too. They got to squish it to fit it into the score book. You could have very Oral easily Roberts. gone ORU. That's so weird. When? Where did you hear that from? I, I've heard it from a couple different people at this point. Like not not super recently too. I think this has been in the works for a couple of years where they like progressively tried to dissociate from the Texas Christian University. Moniker. Justin Kawita says, so no more sanctified horn frogs? No. <laughs> the horns are the horns of the devil. They must be. Old, uh, um, Jay in Tulsa, TCU has taken the KFC route with the preferred name yeah, game. There, there you go. Have you heard about You remember all that? It was KFC. They had to take it out because uh, allegedly it wasn't like 100% chicken. So then, like, then they tried to go KFC because it was they were trying to go away from the word fried because that had negative connotation with the kind of the new health push. And they were, I mean, the 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 KFC kind of name game has uh, some pretty fascinating theories tied to it. So it, it, if it wasn't a hundred percent chicken, what else was it? Like, hey, hey, fate. I just like the first rule oh of the boy. SEC is you don't ask about compliance. First rule of Kentucky Fried Chicken is you don't ask if it's actually chicken. <laughs> All right, we're overdue for another break here on Locked In. Parker Thune, Travis Davidson with you on a Friday afternoon. Looking ahead to the Champion Barbecue, which kicks off today at the University of Oklahoma. Over two dozen official visitors scheduled for this weekend. We'll continue fielding your texts on the Meyer Chevrolet text line and talking recruiting on the other side. Keep it here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Locked in rolls on here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. The home of Sooner fans. Big, big weekend for the Sooners on the recruiting trail. We're going to continue to dig into it all the way until 6 p.m. tonight, local time. However, first, like make heads or tails of this for me, Travis Davidson. Okay. This is a tech, or a, I'm sorry, not a text, but a tweet from Pete Thamel earlier today. Sources, San Diego State gave the Mountain West written notice this week that the school, quote, intends to resign from the Mountain West Conference, 
end quote. SDU or SDSU also asked the Mountain West for a quote one month extension given unforeseen delays involving other collegiate athletic conferences beyond our control. End quote. End tweet. So basically, if I have everything straight here, San Diego State is telling the Mountain West, hey, we're leaving, but can we wait to break up with y'all for another month just in case the other suitor we have lined up falls through? That's what I take that to mean. Am I interpreting that correctly? I, I believe so. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting because, you know, when, you, when we talk about other conferences and this happening, what's, what, what's the first thing to – like, what's the first thing that comes to mind when people talk about, oh, is Clemson or Florida State going to leave the ACC? It's, well, they got a grand rights deal that goes through 2035. Like, does San Diego State not have any financial obligation, no contracts, no nothing? Or can they just say, hey, look, uh, we, uh, we're breaking up with you? And then, of course, have the ability to come back and say, well, we're breaking up with you, um, you know, we just want to date around a little bit. <laughs> you know, we, we want a hall pass. San Diego State wants a hall pass. They want to, you know, stay married for now, but they're, they're going to they're gonna get out and date around a little bit. And, hey, who knows? Maybe they find another suitor. But who's that suitor going to be? The Pac-12 would be my knee-jerk reaction. Is the Pac-12 like- now just positioning to say, hey, look, if – Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado end up going to the Big 12. We need to backfill this thing because, I'm sorry, but if you lose Utah and Colorado in the Arizona schools and you rock on up with, hey, guys, hey, hey, don't worry. Don't worry, Oregon. Don't worry, Washington. We've got San Diego State coming. That'll solidify us. Like, wait, what? No, Oregon and Washington are gone if that happens. I know we've gotten to the point in collegiate athletics where there's just kind of an understanding that money runs everything. But that's the most blatant example of it to date. Right. Is San Diego State writing the Mountain West a letter saying, hey, we're leaving, uh, but on the off chance we don't get the deal that we think we're getting, can we uh, hang around another month just to see what happens? But why would you need to write the letter in the first place? I mean, wouldn't you essentially treat it like OU and Texas did with the SEC and say, hey, look, we plan to move to the SEC. Now... We need to – it's almost like a permission versus forgiveness thing. Like, why would you alert the conference that you planned on leaving it and then started seeking out deals? Wouldn't you kind of, you know, field some phone calls and things like that, get your deal, and then go to the Mountain West, which apparently they don't have to worry about a buyout with, and say, hey, look, we've got a better deal. See you later. I don't know. It just – it seems very odd. It, it, it seems like they're almost requesting permission – to talk to other, you know, to talk to, like they're, like they're entering the portal is essentially what they're doing. Like San Diego State has entered the, the university portal and saying, hey, look, I, I reserve the right to come back to this team if I don't find a better landing spot, but I'm probably gone. From a listener in the 405 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, San Diego State, F around and find out. Well, I mean, that's easy to say, but here's the thing about it. The more I ruminate on it, the more it makes sense because the Mountain West is really in no position to, uh, I guess, hold this against San Diego State. Because San Diego State 
is one of the more prominent institutions in the Mountain West. Heck, they just played for a championship in a major men's sport three months ago, two months ago. And so with group of five teams, especially the upper echelon ones, continuing to negotiate with Power Five conferences to make the jump, i.e., recently, Houston, UCF, BYU, Cincinnati joining the Big 12. With all of that going on as backdrop, what is the Mountain West going to say? What can you say to yeah, say? Yeah, what, lever- what leverage do they you have? You have no leverage. You can't be like, no, no, if you're leaving, we're just taking away your spot. You can't come back here. If you're the Mountain West and you're already kind of on a fledgling budget as it is that – might only grow more fledgling if you lose a couple of your top flight institutions. <laughs> you kind of got to do whatever you can do to hang on to San Diego State. So that is the Aztec administration just being brazen about the fact that, hey, we're shopping around for a better deal because we know you can't do any better than us. And so you're either going to let us find a better deal or you can kick us out. Well, and then the question becomes, Parker – who are they going to backfill with, right? Because if you look at it, just just use the Big Ten, for example. So, like, USC, UCLA go to the Big Ten, right? Sure. And if they if if the Pac-12 wants to stay at the number, or and, and even use Big 12, right? So if the other four schools go to the Big 12, well, the Pac-12's got to backfill. Well, they're going to backfill, apparently, from the Mountain West. Well, then the Mountain West gets plucked, you know, a couple teams. Where are they backfilling from? Like, there's like, nowhere to go. Like down the road, like, like where where do you end up? Like regionally, there is nowhere to go. Like does Denton Geyer somehow end up in like the Sun Belt or something like that? Like like at at, at some point, like Bishop Sycamore is going to be having to work through some contracts because because you, you eventually you're just going to have to get rid of a conference. And personally, I think that's where the Pac-12 is headed. I think I think what's more likely to happen is you're going to have. The, the four schools I mentioned earlier go to the Big 12. And then I think Oregon and Washington will join uh, the Big 10, just like USC and UCLA did. So that leaves you, what, Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, and Cal as the last four schools? Well, I mean, wh- wh- you can't build up another quote-unquote Power 5 conference as those being your four anchor schools. And Oregon and Washington aren't going to stick around to be in to see what schools because they'll be at six if those four schools leave. So they're not going to wait to see what builds up from the bottom. So I think instead of you know the Mountain West losing San Diego State or whatever, I think the Pac-12 might just fold. Washington State, Oregon State, like they they just might be you know SOL. I think the Mountain West is poised to be the conference to fold. You think? To be honest with you, somebody because, somebody like, has to. Yes, if. If you're pressed for member schools, you're the Pac-12, naturally you're going to look at the upper echelon schools in the relative geographical region, the Boise States and San Diego States and, I mean, shoot, (laughs) all the other ones are pretty small time. But my point is, say you – pluck the top four, six schools from the Mountain West to come play Power 5 ball, where does the Mountain West go? Because name me off the top of your head, Travis, a school in the western half of the United States at the FBS level that is not affiliated with the Pac-12 or the Mountain West. Because I can think of two, New Mexico State and UTEP. 
Other than that, it's a wasteland, man. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, you would have to get a bit more Midwest. Hey, how about they just take uh, SDSU and uh, NDSU? Well, I, that was kind of my take thought, the too. the Jackrabbits and the, and, the, and, the, and the Bison. But my question is, and this has always kind of been my question with North Dakota State in particular, if you have your choice between being the Alabama of the FCS and being just another school in the group of five, I think it's almost preferable to stay at the FCS level. Yeah, but again, you said, like you said earlier, money, right? I mean, it, it depends on what moving up to like an FBS level would would bring money wise, right? Yeah, and I'm just not sure that because, there's going to be because, enough there, right? But yeah, not enough because we're used to talking about SEC and Big Ten and these money deals. I mean, if if the money is significantly better, then then who knows? I mean. Yeah, winning's winning's great, but guess what? OU's been winning a lot in the Big Twelve. At a certain point, if you want to be the most dominant, you know, biggest fish in a small pond, you know, it might be worth going and checking out that bigger pond and seeing if you can uh, if you can get a bite there. Dallas Bill says University of Phoenix to the Mountain West. That may be where things are headed. Let's hit one final break for this two p.m. hour. Come back, wrap up, locked in. Parker Thune, Travis Davidson, rolling with you on a Friday. We'll keep talking OU football, OU recruiting. Keep hitting your text on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. TCU, Oral Roberts facing off in the opening game of the College World Series right now. So for those of you interested in keeping up with the Golden Eagles as they attempt to lock down what would be probably the most surprising national championship for any college baseball team of the last several decades, well... We'll have you updated throughout the afternoon. Sixth inning there. TCU leads one to nothing. Stay here on the ref, the home of Sooner fans. Oh, it's oral time in Omaha, baby. Oral Roberts has taken a two-to-one lead on TCU in the very first game of the College World Series up in my hometown. Courtesy of a two-run homer. I don't know by whom. I didn't. I, I wasn't watching the screen. Travis Davidson was. You got any further insight was, to land on how it happened? Well, I was trying to get Parker's attention, but you know he's in the you know the control room. I'm in the studio. Uh, I was shouting uh, for him, but uh, could not get through to him. But on a two-two count, um, I just looked up because I knew they had a runner on second with no outs. I was like, I'll look up. Let's see if we have any updates to give on the air. And then all of a sudden, two-two count over the. Right field wall. Um, I didn't look who was uh, who was swinging the bat either. As as far as I'm concerned, um, I, I I don't know a ton of uh, a ton of the ORU players to be honest. But so I couldn't just look at him and be like, oh, I know that guy. But I know it was a two run shot, and apparently the announcers, according to the text line, have called TCU Texas Christian Oof. on the broadcast today. Big faux pas there. Which probably has them shook, um, which is why they gave up that two-run blast. <laughs> you speak the name Texas Christian, yep. and the balance of the universe shifts. Yep, man. Love it. So, Oral Roberts, with six hits so far in this game, finally puts one over the right field wall. Two to one, Oral Roberts. Gotta love it. Can we collectively agree to adopt Oral Roberts as a station? 
for the entirety of their College World Series run? Uh, yeah. Any disagreements? None. Drake? None here. Bosses? Anyone want to dispute? All right. It's official. Resolution has been passed. Home of Sooner fans and Oral Roberts Golden Eagles baseball bandwagoners. Of which I am one. Got to fit that on a t-shirt. <laughs> you got to have a big yes, t-shirt. Yes, we'll, we'll get the merch people cooking up a t-shirt immediately. Uh, Ohio Sooner says, I haven't heard this much consternation about a university name since the last time I forgot to say the before Ohio State University. Well, I imagine if you're up in Ohio, the uh, the Buckeyes are very particular about that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> guy says, not Baptist 2, no longer Christian 1. That is your scoreboard update after six innings from Omaha. Coming up next, Travis and I are going to stay in our seats. We'll bring you three more hours of Sooner Sports Talk on The Rush. Keep it here on the ref, the homeless Sooner fans.